again to another episode of Kingdom Concepts. We are so blessed to have you with us in the studio today. You know, I've been so amazed at all the things that God is doing, you know, in this hour of the church. You know, I think about yesterday's service that we had. What a great service. So many lives touched and changed. And Amen. The Lord just showing himself, you know, just putting himself on display and meeting the needs and taking care of people. And it just blesses me so much. And I... And I I know it's because of the day and the hour that we're living in. And, you know, you look at the things that we're going to be sharing regarding, you know, the book of Acts and the things that God intends for us to have moving and operating in our lives as believers. And yesterday was a prime example of why the Holy Spirit is so important to us, amen, as believers, because He knows what every one of us needs. Yeah, what a, what a privilege it is to be living at this time right now, to... You know, God could have chose any time for us to be born, any time for us to make our entrance into this world. And he chose this time to be, you know, for us to be born at this time where miracles, signs, wonders um, can happen every single day. And yesterday was an example of what should happen every day, every church, every, mm -hmm. not just our church. You know, we had so many things, lives changed yesterday, you know, laying of hands, you know, we, we still speak in tongues in our church and we talk about that's the blood. Right. That's and, right. Absolutely. And uh, just the amazing things that God has, has laid up for us. But it's so sad that it, all this stuff is laid up for us. That God promised us when we just leave it dormant, when we leave it dormant or we don't pick up those things that God has for us. And, um, it's like, you know, it's like a Christmas present that you get. Actually, I just saw a Christmas present inside our office and, um, I was in your office. I was like, I need to clean up this pile out of here. And I looked and there was a Christmas present for Maverick and nobody tell him that hasn't been open. Somehow it got left in the office and, and it's never been opened, but it's a gift in there that we prepared for him. Mm -hmm. And God has these gifts for us. And if we don't pick them up, they're just a gift that's never opened. But we need to open those up and use those gifts every single day. Not just at church, that's every right. single day in every area of our lives. Well, the, the you know one of the original translations when it talked about the Holy Ghost, when the original translation says that he was the Holy Guest. Mm. Amen. And that's the thing is the Holy Spirit, he wants to be a guest in your life. Amen. He wants to be a part of every aspect that's right. of who you are that's and what right. you do. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he gave us his spirit right. to fulfill that because the spirit leads us and guides us into all truth. He takes us where Jesus is and mm -hmm. takes us where Jesus wants us to be. And I think it's so important that as believers, that we understand the responsibilities that God has given to us now that we are his sons and his daughters. It's not about just receiving salvation. It's doing something with that salvation. And, you know, if you brought your Bibles, and I pray that, you know, you have your Bible, grab a notebook and a yes. pen. You want to be able to take some notes so that you can go back and review these things that we're going to share with you right now. Um, but I want you to turn with me over to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. And I want to begin in verse 32. And this right here is in the middle of the sermon that Peter began to preach on the day of Pentecost. And, you know, here we find 120 disciples of Jesus Christ in this upper room. It's about 9 o'clock in the morning. They're waiting for the promise that Jesus said would come, the Holy Ghost. He said, you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. They're in there worshiping God, and all of a sudden here comes this sound of a rushing mighty wind. And all of a sudden there appeared cloven tongues of fire on each and every one of them. And the Bible says that they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. How long were they in that room waiting? How long were they praying in that room? They, from the time that Jesus was taken back up into heaven, it was about, uh, 
it was 10 days because mm -hmm. he, he was he uh, he went back to heaven on the 40th day after he died mm -hmm. and rose again. And he told them, he said, Terry there until I come. And what's sad is that there were 500 people that he showed himself to before and only 120 showed up. Mm. Only 120 were willing to wait that extra 10 days because he said, don't leave until you receive the promise. Yeah. You know, you can have a 300-member church, 500-member church, 200-member church, but it's those ones that tarry, those ones yeah. that wait for that promise, those ones that, that wait and receive those things. Those are the ones that are going to receive. They're going to receive it. We know what God yeah. has for us. Would you think about those times when we were in services, you know, where maybe the service was going, quote, long, mm -hmm. But man, we stood and we just were enjoying everything that God was doing. And yeah, people left for whatever reasons. But man, the afterglow. Mm. You know, nobody has the testimony mm -hmm. of what happened when everybody else had moved out. And all you had was a group full of hungry, hungry Amen. people. Oh, Holy yeah. Ghost would just move. And I love those moments. Amen. And right here is one of the first recorded moments of, of what took place when believers receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Peter, just a few weeks earlier, was denied Christ three times. Wow. He was running from who he was and, and the, the Savior that he was called to serve. But something happened when the Holy Spirit came upon him. Mm -hmm. Nine o'clock in the morning, the city's full of Jews from all over the world that came to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. They hear all of these these 120 speaking in other tongues, some of them hearing them in their own languages, declaring the glory of God. And they said, these are just fishermen. What is going on? Some said, we think they're drunk. And Peter stood up and said, these people ain't drunk as you suppose. Mm -hmm. He said, man, what you're seeing here is that which was promised by the prophet Joel, that God would pour out the spirit upon all flesh. And he begins to minister to them and let them know this is what's going on. And as Peter is ministering this message to them, he's driving home the identity of, of who Jesus Christ truly was, that he is their Savior. Mm -hmm. And we find right here in verse 32, it says, as Peter was ministering, this is in the middle of his message. I'm just going to... Acts 2. Acts 32. chapter 2, verse 32. It says that he said, This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. He wasn't just talking about the 120 were witnesses of Jesus. He said, man, you were here 50 days ago when he was crucified. Mm -hmm. You were here for the last several years when all these miracles were taking place. This Jesus that he was talking about was a Jesus that those people knew. They knew him. They, they knew, knew him. him. Uh -huh. They'd seen him. They'd heard about him. He said, this Jesus God has raised up whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being at the right hand of God, exalted and having received the Father uh, of the Father, the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. Mm. What's awesome is that when the Holy Ghost shows up, you're going to see something. And you're going to hear something. You feel something, too. Oh, man, you definitely feel I it. Know. I know. I, there's been times when I just feel him with me. You know, and I, obviously you feel him with him with you all the time. But there's times when you just, like yesterday in service, we're oh, there. We're, so we, we didn't talk, didn't say anything to each other. We're just in worship. And all of a sudden, I just knew you were going to go up. I just knew because it was my turn to go up. You know, this is our schedule, our itinerary. It was my turn to go up, but I just knew. He's supposed to go up. I need to, you know, I need, I need to listen to the Holy Ghost. And I turn around and you said, is my mic on? I'm like, you're going up. You're like, yes. <laughs> and then when you're, I said, we need to pray for marriages and we need to pray for healing. And you said, I know. And so it was like the Holy Spirit was, was, you could just feel his presence. Yeah. And I heard him speak and you know, like he's going to go up and 
you pray for marriage, and he had already spoken the same thing to you, and mm-hmm. I just love that. I love how he's so personal with us, and how he 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 came to be our comforter. But he, you know, just just everything that he cared so much about our church people, he cared so much about what was happening in our service that he showed up, he showed out, yeah. and he made sure that every single life that wanted to be changed. Yeah was changed yesterday. People what received it? what oh, they it was needed. amazing. It was amazing. And that's what was going on right here. Yes. Peter Peter knew the hearts of the people. Mm-hmm. They needed Jesus. And he said, man, he goes, what you're seeing and you're hearing, he says, this is that promise. Mm-hmm. You know, and he goes on to say, for David is not ascending to the heavens, but he saith himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the same Jesus whom you have crucified both Lord and Christ. This is what's powerful. He's driving home that he is the Christ. Mm-hmm. He is the anointed one is what he was saying because Christ isn't Jesus' mm-hmm. last name. Mm-hmm. It's who he is. He's the Christ, the anointed one. He says, this Christ whom you crucified, he says, has been made Lord. And so these people were cut to the mm-hmm. heart. They knew exactly what he was saying. And it says that in verse 37, now when they heard this, Come on, he'd been telling them a lot of things, but when they heard this, you're the ones that killed him. Mm-hmm. That's that's like you're Allie, the ones that's like that crucified you know who him. This is you did this, yeah. Well, that and they were understanding that you know he not only died, but now they're understanding he came back. Oh wow! And he came back with promise. Mm-hmm. And it says right here that when they heard this, they were pricked to the heart. They were basically they were stung. The word literally means to be cut. Mm. They were cut all the way to the center, to the core of their being. And it says that they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Notice the gift of the Holy Ghost always comes after salvation. Oh, I like that. You never get baptized in the Holy Spirit before you get saved. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen like that. You have to receive the gift of salvation. But he draws you before you're saved. He draws you oh, before yeah. you're saved. So you can feel the Holy Spirit before you're saved. That when me growing up, I felt the Holy Spirit drawing me. I felt him leading me, but I just didn't know. I didn't know in the denomination that I was raised in. I didn't know that it was the Holy Spirit. I, I felt conviction. Mm-hmm. I felt remorse. I felt guilt for the things that I was doing or had done. But I didn't know that I didn't just need to feel remorse. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that remorse, guilt, and conviction was where I had to stay, you know? Yeah. It's like I continually stayed in remorse. I continually stayed in guilt and conviction. I didn't know that those feelings were there so that I could be saved, so that I could be forgiven. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, okay, every week I have to go confess these, this guilt. Yeah. This, you know, I have to confess this constantly. I didn't know that that um, after I received the Holy Spirit, after I, 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 that I can receive salvation and get saved, and then those feelings would would no longer be there. You know, I didn't know that until I got saved. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't understand that was him. Later, when I got saved, I realized, oh my God, that was the Holy Spirit. That was Spirit. the Holy Spirit. <laughs> those goosebumps, that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't realize that until later. I, and, and, you know, my testimony is a little bit different. It's like I began to understand, oh, that you was knew. the Holy Spirit. You Every knew. time I was getting ready to do something, I shouldn't. You hear that voice in your head that says, don't do that. Don't you say that. Don't you do that. And that's not the devil trying to get you not to do something yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And if we can hear from the Holy Ghost when we're not serving yeah. God, 
man, how much more should we be able to hear yes, his voice and be absolutely. able to follow him when we are doing absolutely. our best to be a Christian and, and it, to be a song, solid and it's believer. it's easier to hear him because you're in tune. You're saved. You have Jesus inside your heart. They're, they're one and you're saved. You hear the Holy Ghost, you know, but... You know, there's a mute button that we push. There's yeah. a mute button that we that we say, okay, we don't want to hear you today. There's that that turn it off button that we say, okay, well, I don't want to listen right now. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's not there. No, he's there. And, yeah. and the thing is, the Holy Ghost, you know, he was sent to help bring us into the promises of yes. God. And right here, that's what Peter was driving home. He says, if you'll repent, you know, which means get back on top. Mm -hmm. To re means to do over. Pent mm -hmm. means you know, like penthouse, it's on the top. Oh, yeah, Basically, okay. to repent means get back on the top okay. again. Oh, yeah. You know, and he says, repent, he says, and be baptized, every one of you. You know, he says, and, you know, you're going to receive the same gift that you're seeing exercising us right now, the Holy Spirit. And he says right here in verse 39, for this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, Amen. even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Amen. Now this right here is an interesting place where we're going right now. Because after having received salvation, you know, believers, you know, after they had received that gift, you know, there was responsibility that comes with salvation. You know, responsibility to, to, to be that witness. The Holy Spirit was given so that we can be a witness, not just in what we say, but also in what we do, how we live, how we act, how we react. And so, the gifts that come through the Holy Spirit. When, when gifts are manifest, when healing comes, when, uh, you know, people are raised from the dead, when people are, are ministered to, they know there's something different about you. Mm -hmm. and, and those gifts are assigned to the unbeliever. You know, mm -hmm. there's something that we're supposed to operate in every single day. You know, when, when we go to the grocery store and we see somebody that needs a healing, when we go to the grocery store and we see somebody's distress and the Holy Spirit tells you, you know, pray for that person, those gifts are assigned to the unbeliever. Uh, you know, when you walk up to to somebody and you say, you know, are you okay? Can I pray for you? They now have a sign that there's a God that knows about them and that knows that that God they God sent somebody to them. It's a sign to the unbeliever. Yeah, you know? and, and it's a strength and a blessing yes. to the believer. Absolutely. And so we see right here that the church grew immediately. I mean, upon this message that he preached, first Pentecostal message. 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus Christ. 3,000 people wow. accepted him as their Lord and their Savior. And they received the baptism of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. They received what they were seeing and what they were hearing. They received that into their lives. And so now the church is birthed. The Book of Acts church has begun. Mm -hmm. You know, now you have this group of believers and they're starting off in Jerusalem. And out of there, God's getting ready to branch things out. So we have a very good view right now into the responsibility that was given to them as soon as they became believers and, and what God was going to do with the Holy Spirit and those responsibilities. Um, and so I, I think if you go over the book of Acts, and let's just follow right behind what happened, you know. You see that all these people, they just gave their hearts to the Lord. And um, why don't you read verse 41 through 47 of Acts chapter 2. Okay. It says, then, then they that gladly received this word were baptized. Do you want me to read it straight through? Yeah, just read okay. it straight through. Um, then they that 
gladly received his word were baptized and the same day they were added unto them about three thousand souls and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayer and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and all had things in common things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men and every man had need and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meet with gladness and singleness of heart praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily as such should be saved amen see, see this right here this right here was the direct, direct result of them receiving salvation it was the direct result of that of the birth of the church and the holy spirit being brought into their life. Their identification now was with Jesus. You know, when you're baptized, it's it's an outward expression of something that has happened in the spirit. Amen. You know, you're you're going under that water, which is you, you know, like uh, symbolic of Jesus going into the grave, you know, to die for our old life and him being raised to a new mm -hmm. life. When you come out that water, it's symbolic of that. So these people, their identity was now with divinity. Mm -hmm. They understood, man, I am a believer of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And because they obeyed what the apostles said, all of these things begin to take place. And there's a responsibility that they took upon themselves because as believers, it's not just the preacher's responsibility to make sure that we stay saved and that we live a godly life. Shepherds are there to help us, to teach us in what way our lives are wrong mm -hmm. so that we can live right. You know, that's what they do. I mean, that's Bible, you know, to help us to be a better version of ourselves uh, than what we were without Christ. And so right here, you know, we see that he added 3,000 souls to the kingdom. And then, you know, you look at all of the ands, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and that happened. There's a lot of things that you see taking place. Yeah. And if we do what they did, then, man, we can experience Amen. what they experienced. And it says right here in verse 42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. They were committed to the word. Mm -hmm. They were committed to their leaders. They were in fellowship. They participated in communion. They were constantly mindful of the covenant mm -hmm. that they had with God Almighty mm -hmm. and with one another. And they were committed to prayer. Amen. That's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, and they and they and they took that responsibility. You know, it's amazing that when people will handle their preacher uh in 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 a holy way, mm -hmm. man, they always get so much more from that preacher. Yeah. You know. When you, when you become a great hearer, you can become a great doer, Amen. you know, if, it, if it's in your heart. You know, if you take what you're being taught and you apply it, and that's what they were doing right here. Amen. You know, you said earlier that they identified with Christ. You know, what now, you know, this is 2019, you know, I don't know when you'll be hearing this, or you'll be hearing this in 2020 or whatever, but, but now in the world that we have today, what is it that we uh, as Christians should be doing to identify with him what is it that that will um to the unbeliever how how are we to react and how are we to respond to the world right now how, how can we identify to christ in this world right now i think that if we will do everything mm -hmm. that we just read yes if we will stay connected to the word Stay. How does that? How does that come? Like how you know? Go to church, read your Bible. That's what I mean. Well, it's it's being part of something more than just a church. Yes. It didn't say that God added you know people to the church only on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. It says that you know He added daily, mm -hmm. and it says in in verse um, 
46, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple, which means they, man, they were in the house yeah. of God and in the breaking of bread from house to house. So it wasn't just in church. What they were doing in their private life was showing up in their that's public right. life. And that's the thing is that there's no Lone Rangers in God's Come family. And you got some people that, you know, they're so spiritual, you know, to themselves that, you know, they separate themselves from the body of Christ. And that's not Bible. Mm -mm. You know, we're to come together and, and, and be of one accord. Because when we have unity, because being a believer, it's a unity of community. And you have a responsibility to take your place in that community. Mm -hmm. You have a responsibility to take the gifts that God's placed in you and you share them with that That's community. Right. The resources God's given you and you place in that community. Right. Your time, your talents, you know, your wisdom. That's what they did here in the book of Acts. And this is the thing is that a great respect, it says a great fear was upon them. And not word fear, it's a respect. A respect was there. And because there was a respect for God, for the ministers... And for this new ministry that was starting, the Bible says that there were many, look at verse 43, and many wonders and signs Amen. were done by the apostles. Wow. So when people step into a place to where they connect with a church, not just go to one, but connect. And there is a difference. But as, as just people, you know, I'm not an apostle, you know, we can still do signs and wonders. We yes. can still do oh, those absolutely. things. Those are the things that God wants for us, mm -hmm. you know. And and um, I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. But I don't know about you. <laughs> but I know that I wake up with an opportunity. You know, we, just the other day we had an opportunity to, to go pray for somebody. And I remember mm -hmm. just being prepared that morning already before it happened, before mm -hmm. we had to be called upon. Because we can't, you know, get a call and decide, okay, now somebody in our church needs us or now somebody needs us. Now we have to be prayed. At. Well, let's pray now. Let's let's yeah. make sure we're uh, having a, a, an attitude of living a life, a fasted life. You know, we don't fast every day, but we fast often yes, together. It's a, lifestyle. it's a lifestyle for us. So we're prayed up. We're yeah. ready. You know, when, when it talks about this goes out in, with, in, uh, with fasting, you know, we want to be that, you know, yesterday at church, I, um, I, I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday at church, I turned around and I said to um, my security, I said, there's a devil in the house. I said, we need to find it right now. And I just felt that in my spirit. So I got up and you're praying for everybody. And I just started walking and I just started walking and I started walking the aisles and I started walking and I, and I just knew either this devil is going to be delivered or this devil is going to leave. I said, because you're not going to come and mess up this service. And so I knew that that's what I needed to do. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not an apostle. I'm not those things, but I know that with the Holy Ghost, I have that discernment. I have that that power inside of me that I could do things. So I was ready. I'm like, you're not messing up what my husband's doing right now. I'll snatch. I said, you, I even told him, I said, you see that door or that door, wherever he's at or she's at. I said, we're going to grab him by the back of the neck. And I said, we're taking them. So we're going to cast the devil out. They are not messing up this service. And they were like, okay. So they were following me, but you know what? Nothing, nothing happened. Nothing was manifested in there. I don't know what happened when they left, but you know, when we, when we are so in tune with the Holy ghost, those things that he has for us, those things that you read that that are are a promise for us, man. We can we we have them all the time. No, and the thing is that God doesn't have big eyes and little ears. Yeah. What was demonstrated here in the birth of the church was that it says that they had all things common. There was unity. You know what was happening for one was happening for all. Because if you do what someone does, you can have what they have. Amen. 
They were listening to the apostles, therefore they were experiencing what the apostles were preaching. That's Titus 1.3, the word preach will manifest. But then they were taking responsibility for what they were taught. Because this wasn't something that they would just decide, oh, let's do this. They were being taught to do this, to have fellowship, to pray, you know, to value covenant, you know, through communion, to value one another. They became selfless, self, uh, you know, other people centered. They became used to having great favor. They began to be, they, they were, they, they evolved into being mm -hmm. generous. They, they had a responsibility that was taught them. And so these miracles began to happen in their lives, through their lives and to their lives. And so that'll happen for anybody, amen. Maybe you're watching yes. this program today, yes, and safe for you to do that. God uh, is is speaking to you because maybe you're a, a, a new believer, or maybe you've been walking with God for a while. I'm telling you, if you would just dive right in, amen, to your relationship with Him, mm -hmm. amen. If you'll just surrender and say, God, all of me amen. for all of you, Lord. I want to experience, Lord, a, a Pentecost, Lord, in my life. Amen. I want to experience Your Holy Spirit in a way I've never experienced Him before. I'm telling you, God will show up. And your life will begin to radically be changed, amen, into everything that he wants it to be, amen. A book of Acts kind of lifestyle. Amen. And study, amen, these scriptures that we've shared with you today. And watch and see that if you'll do what they did, you'll have the testimony that they had. And I believe that's the difference yes. between the way God intended for a believer's life to be and a ministry to be versus, you know, something that has a form of godliness but it doesn't have no power we need it we need not deny that power we love you and we'll see you next week please tune in while we finish this i'm excited about next week also oh god is good we yes, love yes. you god bless